Well, we got a new dance, so get up on your feet. And it's called The Creep. Cool. Welcome back. I have a question. Okay. When you were editing the first podcast, the first episode, and you heard our voices or your voice over and over and over and over and over again, did did you want to die a little bit? Yeah, I wanted to die in the sense that I realized how many times you say um Mm -hmm. and how many times i go and or how many times i make pauses like i pause while i talk unnecessarily funny it's such a universal thing that almost everyone hates their voice i think because when i was listening to it i initially was like nope i can't i can't do this we we have to quit (laughs) But then I got over it, and now I'm fine. Yeah, I think I got over it pretty fast. I mean, I had to listen to it over and over and over and over and over again, but I'm over it. All right. Well, welcome to episode two. This is Speak of the Devil. I'm your host. One of your hosts. (laughs) Taylor. And you are? Oh, I'm Kayla. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So, this is Creep. Two, the um, sequel, right? Sequel to mm-hmm. Creep. This one was made in uh, 2017, directed by Patrick Bryce, who was Aaron in the last movie and directed the last movie as well. Um, it's written by Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. Still don't know how to say his name properly. Oh, I meant to look that up uh, before we did well, this. No, we didn't. Um, written by both of them, and it's starring Mark Duplass, Desiree Archivon and Ronan Sony. Do you want to give us a synopsis? Or one more thing. It is rated, this one is rated 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's So better than the first one. Mm -hmm. This one is universally better rated than the first one. That's very interesting because I will say I definitely like the first one better. I like this one, but I like the first one better. I, yeah, I like the first one better. I do understand the reasonings why this one is rated better. But you want to give us a synopsis? Yeah, I think this movie is a little more complex to me than the first one. I think, so basically we have, we open the movie with this man who, named David, who receives a tape in the mail very eerily similar to the one that Aaron gets in the first film and we have this scene that we'll talk about I won't go too much into right now but we'll talk about with Joseph um, and this man David and then the story focuses on Sarah who is Joseph slash Aaron Joseph who is going by a different name now of Aaron but his new victim or intended victim, I should say. And they, again, are at kind of this cabin in the woods, kind of sketchy location. They are filming for the day. Sarah is filming a documentary for Joseph 
slash Aaron, and things get wild. Yeah. I think that really explains it as, as best as possible in a few sentences. Yeah. So it starts off with pretty much a brand new face. Mm -hmm. Uh, This man who we later find out his name is Dave. Um, He is getting... it was David. Was I wrong? I think his name's David, but I think Joseph calls him Dave. Okay, got it. So I have his name written down as Dave. Okay. Um, So it opens up with Dave. He's getting weird videos and weird presents in the mail. So I just want to say, I don't know if you were going to say this, but I'm going to interrupt you anyway. When David is watching this video that he's gotten in the mail... We don't actually see what's going on in the video, but did you notice that someone on the video, presumably Joseph, is whistling the Peach Fuzz song yes. from the first movie? Yeah, he's whistling the Peach Fuzz song, and it's presumably inside the inside of his apartment, because mm-hmm. later on, there's shortly after, there's a knock at the door, and in comes Joseph, who we learn is now going by Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm probably still going to call him Joseph for the record. I get too confused. I have I, to call him yeah. Joseph. <laughs> um, I have a majority of my notes are saying calling him Joseph. Some of them say Aaron, but a majority of them say Joseph. Um, he's going by Aaron, and he interacts with the camera. I guess it's hidden inside of a baby wolf, we find out. I want to point out that Joseph is wearing a wedding ring. Yes, I noticed that. I didn't notice it until much later in the movie, the whole but movie I did he's notice wearing that. A wedding ring. I did notice that. And I I wanted to talk about that because I don't know why because he never that I remember at least, he never mentions a wife or an, or a husband or no, anything other than the first time. Yeah, in this movie, he never mentions anything. No. So that I so thought that was interesting. Kind of I don't know if that was on purpose. Or what, but he's wearing a wedding ring throughout the entire movie, which is a little weird. So Joseph and Dave sit down, the camera's pointed at them, and Joseph starts to tell Dave about how he is losing his spark. He used to be so passionate about... Does he admit that he kills people? No, I think he just says he's passionate about his work. Or he's 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 losing passion for his work. work. Yeah. Then he kind of admits to Dave that, Dave, did you ever realize that right when you met me is when you started getting these weird letters and packages in the mail? And that's when Dave starts to get a little uncomfortable. And slowly you can see in the camera that Joseph pulls a knife from his boot. Mm -hmm. And pretty much one of the, I think, goriest scenes that we see yeah. So far, at least from the first one, Joseph slashes David's throat. Mm-hmm. And he dies, and he kind of sits there and has this, like, forlorn expression <laughs> on his face. And he just kind of cradles Dave's head and is like, God damn it. Because he's lost his spark, and he has no passion and for killing people anymore. Then it kind of, the title screen happens, and then we're introduced to Sarah. And I think Sarah... And the character of Sarah and the acting by Miss Arkaban is the reason why Creep 2 is better rated than Creep 1. Because I think her character brings a certain... 
she challenges Joseph throughout this entire movie as opposed to Aaron kind of being more submissive in all of it. And it gives the whole character of Sarah allows Creep 2 to do almost the exact same thing that happens in Creep 1, but it's a, it gives a completely different feel to it because of how the character of Sarah is as a person or as a character. And also, as we will find out later, Joseph kind of just comes out and admits to her that he's a serial killer. So we kind of don't have to go through that whole, like, is she going to find out that he's actually a serial killer? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he just comes right out and says it. And I really do like Sarah as a character. I like her more than Aaron, I would say. I think when the first, again, much like the first Creep, we've watched this movie quite a few times. And I think the first watch or two, the character of Sarah kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know why. And I still think I probably wouldn't, like, be her friend. But it's a movie and no one cares if I would be her friend or not. And I think the... I think she works really well as a character in this particular movie and for the character of Joseph because, like you said, she's challenging him. And I really like the dynamic that these two have throughout the movie because, like you said, he does kind of come right out and tell her that he's a serial killer. But we also kind of see that she doesn't necessarily believe him for at least some of the movie. So I think that's interesting. So the movie opens, you know, on Sarah, and we meet her character, and we learn about her failing YouTube series, which is called Encounters. And Encounters is basically where she this goes... This is our Encounters. Right. She <laughs> we, This is our Encounters, and this may just be episode two of two. You're, I really related to her in, in this aspect. Well, she basically does exactly what you're not supposed to do which is she goes and she meets up with weirdos off of craigslist and i will be honest i think this is such a good idea and i kind of wish i had thought of it i think this is so (laughs) smart no i really do i could see this being a good tv series or or youtube series i but doing it by yourself I mean, no, it's not smart, but... Like, why wouldn't you at least have, like, one friend come with you and film? Yeah, I mean, it would make more sense if you had a host and a camera person or something like that. But all I'm saying is that the concept, I think, is really smart. Yeah. It is really smart. And I guess, so she basically has this YouTube channel, a series called Encounters. Like you said, she meets random people. She responds to random people's ads on Craigslist that are really weird and quirky. Um, most of the people are just lonely and she stumbles upon Joseph's Craigslist post. Yeah, so she texts him. They decide to meet up. She goes to meet Joseph who introduces himself to her as Aaron and he is making a green smoothie of all damn things. Yeah, I wrote down there's a blender jump scare, which yeah. I don't think has ever been in any <laughs> other scary movie, but a blender jump scare. And the blender is mentioned later on. But he basically comes right out and tells her, like, okay, as opposed to in the first movie where he tells Aaron this whole sob story of how he has cancer and he's making this movie for his unborn child, he tells Sarah that he is a serial killer. 
killed 39 people which is different from the 57 that Mm -hmm. we said in the first one he admits to killing 39 that could still be a lie by the way though even if he has only killed only quote killed 39 people that's pretty damn impressive that he's like he said that's one of he's would be the most prolific serial killer in like the history of ever that no one ever knows if this is true if he's telling the truth he's killed that many people and either left no trace or not left a trace of him at mm-hmm. the very least which i think is is pretty interesting yeah. and impressive it's and it's when you really think about it you're like wow that's pretty crazy considering aaron as a person is so aloof mm-hmm. and like weird that you're like how are you so meticulous that you've killed 39 people and have not gotten caught or as like no one even knows that you exist Basically, he admits to her that he's a serial killer, one of the most prolific ones in U.S. history, or in history. But he makes Sarah this offer that he wants to make a documentary, and he wants it, he's lost his spark. So he wants to make this documentary, and he wants it to be about him, about the most prolific serial killer, and he wants Sarah to go around and record him for the day. Yeah. And he He talks about Francis Ford Coppola, Mm -hmm. and how he Mm -hmm. had an artistic block, and he kind of just embraced it, and so that's what he's doing. He's embracing it, and I think Sarah her eyes just light up because this is like the weirdest person that she's ever met i think at this point she thinks he's delusional you know as we go through when do you think sarah finally realizes like oh maybe he actually is a serial killer i know the exact moment or i think i know the exact moment and i will tell you when we get there but i think she also relates to him in the sense that maybe he is as from what he said she relates to it because she's also having artistic struggles with her encounters web series she's kind of hit this block in the road she doesn't know what she's what to do he's kind of having the same way in a completely different way but still similar and so i think she kind of has that like bonding moment and she's like all right let's see this through and i really love that he makes her this offer and then he says this line he says, you know, I know I'm throwing a lot at you. You haven't even had a chance to finish your green smoothie yet. Yeah. I love that line. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, you know, I'm just getting way ahead of myself. But he makes her that offer, and he says, you know, you follow me around. You get to make the best documentary ever about a serial killer, the most prolific serial killer that no one knows about, and I won't kill you. But he says, with the caveat, I won't kill you for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I think he said. In the next 24 hours. In the hours. next 24 mm-hmm. hours, I will not kill you. I, I oh, sorry. <laughs> I want to know, do you think that he is being truthful? I think he's being truthful, truthful that he won't kill her in the next 24 hours. I think, I think he doesn't know if he's going to kill her or not, but I think he can commit to not killing her in the next 24 yeah. hours. It's funny because at this point, I wrote down... And I don't know what prompted this, but I wrote down the character of Sarah is not as good as Aaron. And wow. I, <laughs> I don't know what prompted this. I think Aaron just has a special place in my heart. I really love that character. I just find him so yeah. funny and like clueless. And Sarah is much more aware. And I, I think, so this is the other thing about Sarah versus Aaron is that even though Joseph does come right out and say that he's a killer, I don't think Sarah believes him. No. I think if she did believe him, I think she would have 
been gone much sooner. Yeah. And so the difference to me between Sarah and Aaron is just Sarah's much more aware and smart and sharp and has a different dynamic with Joseph. And both work for their, you know. They're two their completely risk. different They're completely people. different, yeah. Um, but I think I think Aaron just has a special place in my heart. Yeah. I think that's just what prompted that. Yeah. So basically she agrees. Joseph shows Sarah the video that we saw in the first movie of Aaron being murdered by Joseph. And I made a note that while, like, Joseph is so giddy to, like, show this to her. He's, like, sitting super close <laughs> to the TV being like, ooh, here it comes, here it comes. And Sarah is that annoying person that won't stop asking questions mm-hmm. during a movie. And he pretty much says, like, please stop talking. <laughs> and he says something like, good things happen to those who wait or something. Uh, you You see him kill Aaron and he turns around kind of expecting her to be freaked out and she's not and I don't think she believes it even in that moment yeah I think she probably thinks it's fake um and she's not disturbed by it and Aaron I think is trying like he's having trouble figuring out Sarah I think she's a hard nut to crack and he says that too that she's a hard nut to crack I think the other thing I noticed about this scene is that as the video is playing, he's singing the Peach Fuzz song again. And I want to know if this is something that he improved in the first movie and then just had to keep singing. Yeah, they just decided (laughs) to make it. I feel like if it, it wouldn't be so bizarre that it would be improv. I mean, I feel like that's happened before. Like, you know, in certain TV shows or movies, something's been improv and then it ends up becoming like a bigger deal than they actually ever thought it would be and so then they decide to bring it back yeah and I think that that might be one of those things Mm -hmm. because of how like strong of a reaction it got from the audience the first Mm -hmm. movie um well I think I think Joseph is a little bit concerned and confused that Sarah didn't react the way that he wanted her to to the video of him killing Aaron which would be terrified for most people I think but she doesn't believe him and I think he's a little confused by that and I think he kind of wants to freak her out a little bit so we get this scene he likes getting a rise out of people he likes making people uncomfortable and he's not getting that out of and he does push her buttons a lot and she pushes his buttons right back yes doesn't know what to do with it And we get this scene where he runs away up the stairs. Again, this character run that he does Mm -hmm. in both the movies. And he comes back naked with a towel wrapped around him. But the towel is is dropped. He is completely buck naked. So it's like 15 minutes into this movie, we already have full-blown nudity. Full frontal nudity. (laughs) And he says that... When a man and a woman are together, there's always this tension because Joseph is always wondering what she looks like naked. So he thinks that they should just they should just get rid of that tension. By get rid of that barrier. Other, get rid of that barrier by seeing each other naked. Yeah. And I, Sarah says, okay, I agree. Yeah. So he drops the towel. We have full frontal nudity. And then she gets naked as well. She takes her turn. She goes, can it, can it be my turn now? And, and he turns the camera on her. And then she gets naked too. Yeah, and I just want to point out that when Sarah is recording Joseph, 
when he drops the towel, she's recording his whole body. She's recording the whole thing. Whereas with Joseph, when he's holding the camera and he's recording Sarah doing the same thing, he zooms in on her face. He's not focusing on her body at all, which I think solidifies that he just wants, he did this solely to get a reaction out Mm -hmm. of her. He does not care about seeing her naked. He does not, that whole, like, excuse of I wonder what you look like naked Mm -hmm. I think that is an excuse I think he just wanted to do something that would make her uncomfortable because usually most women would be pretty uncomfortable with that and the fact that she is down is another thing that's like hmm weird to Joseph and I think just seeing that he's not like panning the camera on her body at all it's just solely focused on her face and her reaction and she has this stone cold face of like i don't care um but i also want to point out that throughout this movie the fire alarm in his house does not have is low battery because it chirps throughout the entire movie i never noticed that yeah it chirps throughout the entire movie randomly chirps so the firearm needs to get changed in this like rental that they have whoever's house this is so i'm not sure and i'm curious about this actually because i think the first movie if i'm not mistaken was it filmed in someone like someone in the cruise actual house at the time or something something like that i don't it was someone's house i'm curious if this house was also someone's house or if it was just like a random rental because i know know there's tons of rentals up in arrowhead line yeah so it very easily could have been a rental but i think you know joseph just really keeps trying to push sarah's buttons and he's trying so hard to get a reaction out of her and i love this scene where they're driving to go on a hike oh wait first he he sorry he i think this happens beforehand because i have the note in here that she points out that he has a bald spot in his beard Mm -hmm. and he tells her that it's just that his beard grows weird in weird patches Mm -hmm. um that is brought up later in the movie the real reason that he has that bald spot is because when mark duplass was shaving his beard he accidentally put on the wrong setting and he just shaved accidentally (laughs) a bald patch in his beard how did you how did you find that out? I don't remember. I think it was you read it like somewhere? some weird trivia that I had seen. Okay. But he acts, he just had a shaving accident. And that's why that bald spot is there. And mm-hmm. they had to write it into the, that's into so funny. the, into the script. They had to come up with something for it because it was so, it's a pretty, it is a pretty big spot. Big yeah. spot right on his like cheek area. The more you um, know. But yeah, the more you know. Well, there's this scene where they're driving to go on a hike. And he's wearing the peach fuzz mask. It's so funny. While he's driving. And he keeps looking over at her. Like, what do you think about me wearing this mask? It's like a child trying to get a reaction out of someone. What do you think? Look at me. Look. Watch. Watch. Isn't this weird? Aren't I so weird and quirky? Oh, my God. Am I scaring you? And she calls him cute. (laughs) She calls him cute. And he says, what do you think of me wearing this mask? And she's like, well, as a passenger in your car, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Which is funny. And she just, she doesn't give him what he wants. And I just think this is great. Um, She calls him cute. And then I think he (laughs) says something along like, will will you still think it's cute when I 
chop off your head and like and then he says snuggle fuck it and i'm like i wanted to pause the movie and be like what is that and i'm afraid to google it so i'm not gonna google it but if anyone knows what that means please feel free to i have i don't let us know i don't want to google it either but i have a feeling it's just a made-up thing Thing that he just i don't think it's an actual thing if it's please if it's if I'm wrong, if it's an actual thing, actually don't correct me because I don't want to know what it is. But yeah, I have a I, feeling, I have a feeling it's it's just a made up thing. thing. And I think I said this last episode and about the last movie, but you never go hiking with a stranger, Ooh. never ever. Well, That's this is the I just don't. This is such a trope. I feel like in horror movies, where people go hiking. And it's not always with a stranger, but sometimes it's, like, in the middle of the night. Sometimes it's in an area they don't know. There's nothing good ever happens yeah. when you go nothing for a hike with a stranger. Nothing good happens when you go outside. No. Stay indoors. <laughs> uh, so then we get to um, the hike. They are going to this area, and I don't think this is not the same area that the Heart Rock is in. It is not. I don't believe so. I think it's a completely different area. But he takes her and he has this, you know, she's following him and he's kind of speed walking to this trail trying to get to the destination. And she's trying to ask him questions like, did you have a best friend? What were you like growing up? What are your parents like? Do you have siblings? And he's just like, you know what? Can you just stop? Just stop asking me questions. Let's (laughs) wait till we get to where I'm trying to go. And then you can ask me all the questions that you want. He's kind of unraveling a little bit, and I think the moment he he kind of, something in him snaps is when he gets to this, like, idyllic destination that he was trying to get to, and all the water's gone, Mm -hmm. because that's how water works. It kind of dries (laughs) up when it gets hot outside, and so... And he is not happy about this. He's losing his mind. Joseph is unraveling, (laughs) and he kind of has a little bit of a mental breakdown, and Sarah is able to talk him through it by saying... Coppola. He's very upset though. He's sitting in the mm-hmm. water. There's birds chirping. There's oh, a plane yeah. going overhead. There's shadow on his face. He is not having a good time. No. And I do want to say, I can't remember if it's while they're walking there or while they're walking, while Sarah's walking back. At some point, you see J plus D. I wrote that down too. Yeah. I don't know if I've noticed that before I this time. I wrote that time. down too because it's so prominent. It looks yeah. like it's, it's like it's on the screen for several seconds and you see it. And you like my instant, my head went to Joseph plus David. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's intentional. Maybe it's just. Well, I but think. But it also looks fresh. Like it looks like they freshly carved that into the tree for it to be there. Yeah, I think. It's interesting. They put all these little Easter eggs in the movie. I I don't know. I didn't notice that. I think this is the first time around that I've noticed it and also made the connection of Joseph and Dave. Yeah. But I I thought that was interesting, and I wrote that down because I was impressed by it. I also, before we move on, I want to say that my two favorite quotes from this whole, (laughs) like, so far would be when he's doing that weird floating thing, and he's saying, 
the days of disco are over. <laughs> like, okay. I really wanted him to be able to finish the monologue because I wanted to know where he was going with it. But then he kept being interrupted. I want to get, I want to get a t-shirt that says the days, the days of, of disco, disco are over. <laughs> and also when the birds are chirping and he gets so pissed off that he starts throwing rocks at the trees <laughs> and then he goes, I want you to do it. I want you to make noise He's again. So- he is so mad. And I wrote down also, I think part of this is frustration that his movie is not coming out the way he wanted it to, that his documentary is not coming yeah. out because he couldn't get this shot that he wanted. He mentions that he wanted a shot of him jumping off the bridge into the water. He can't get the footage that he wants. But I think it's also pissing him off that he can't scare Sarah. And he's realizing this more and more. And I wrote down word for word the fact that he can't scare Sarah makes him sad, I think. Yeah. And I think both of these things contribute to his sort of meltdown that he has where he just kind of he just kind of takes off. Yeah. And I think Sarah's definitely pushing his buttons, you know, cuz after the whole the plane, the the water levels, the birds, he starts to do his monologue and you think he's finally <laughs> going to get through it, but Sarah interrupts him and says, "You've got a lot of shadow on your face." And he finally kind of throws his temper tantrum and runs off into the mm-hmm. woods. He says, I need to take a break. He goes off into the woods. And Sarah finds him laying face down, fully, like, ostrich <laughs> in the, the dirt. dirt. <laughs> in the dirt. And he's like, I don't know, the subtitle said snoring. I don't know if he was, like, it snoring. Sounded- I think he was, like, groaning. <laughs> he's very distressed. It sounded to me more like he was crying. Yeah, I, I kind of took it as, like, a, a groaning. Yeah. You know, like, he's just, like, upset. You know, Sarah kneels down, and instead of kind of being weirded out by the situation, she goes and, like, rubs his back, and then he holds her hand, and she stays there. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to them being back at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Sarah, Sarah is talking to the camera, like, video us, diary style. Telling and us that telling he's us had, he's completely shut down. He's had a meltdown. He is, he will not talk to her. Mm-mm. He's been playing the same song on loop for an hour. He is very upset. Yes, he, and she, I think this is when you finally know for sure that Sarah is definitely trying to push his buttons and get him on the brink of, you know, having a meltdown because she <laughs> wants that. She wants him to break. Yeah. Because then that's going to be better for her for her YouTube series. So she says, I know I should just leave him and give him space. But I just know that I could go down there and provoke him. And I'll get what I need. So she goes down there. And she provokes him. And he tells her over and over to get out. And he's talking like a cringy, nerdy band kid about how, like, <laughs> this underground band, you've ne- you would have never heard of them. It's my favorite band. It's Sarah Loves, or the song is Sarah Loves Her Juicy Fruit. And you wouldn't have heard of them. No, you would, you would they're so underground. <laughs> and then he goes on to do this. It's almost, it's like a very parallel to Creep. Where he tells this, he says that he's lied to her about the beard patch, mm-hmm. which is similar to the first one when he tells Aaron that he lied to him about the Peach Fuzz story. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say that he went to go see this band and he was like, what's eight? Fif- 15, 15, but could pass for 18 because he was big for his age. Yes. Goes to this band, like the hit performance. And 
uh, he hangs out with the band, and on the way back, he's walking back home. And some man pulls over to give him a ride, and he says, Oh my god, oh my god, today's gonna be a good day. Which, I haven't gone back to verify, but that's almost exactly what Joseph says when he first meets Aaron. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah. He looks at him and he says, oh my God. Oh my God, today's going to be a good day. That is so, I didn't even think of that. Which, when I first listened to this story of, of how, because then, okay. So then the story goes on to him. He gets in the car. The guy pulls him into like the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Makes him dig his own grave. Right? Mm-hmm. And then um, ties him up. And uh, the one thing he says that he's not good at, this old man was not good at tying knots because he was able to get out of it and basically kill this man. And he says that he took all of his clothes off and he laid with him. And this old man had, what was it, like trichotillomania? Trichotillomania. Trichotillomania where you pick pull the, out, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. You nervously pull out the hairs. And he absorbed that trait from that man. Mm-hmm. And that's why he has the beard patch. He pulls mm-hmm. on his beard. And he goes on to say that he absorbs pits and pieces of every person that he's ever killed. And he's this weird amalgamation of all these people. And now he's lost it. And he's just him now, pretty much. And, you know, their spirit is consumed by his spirit. He goes on with this whole story. And at first I thought, this story has to be true. You know, this mm-hmm. has to be a true story. But when he says, the, oh my God, oh my God, today's going to be a good day, I was like, wait, that sounds a lot. This time is the first time that I've noticed that, that that was what he said to Aaron, which makes me think that maybe it's bullshit. It could be, or it could just be that he also took that from that man, that saying that he, yeah. you know. I think, I don't know, I, I said it a little earlier with the heart and the tree. I just think these movies are really freaking cool. The way they kind of take these tiny little details and make them these little Easter eggs. Yeah. It's fun. I really like it. I feel like every time I watch this movie, because I've said this, we've seen these movies a concerning number of times at this point. But it's so fun because you take something new almost every time, at least for me. Which is shocking to hear you say because you, I mean, you're a new fan of Marvel movies, but Marvel movies are the ones that (laughs) really like heavy on Easter eggs and like callbacks to other movies. And you you never want to pay attention to that. Have you ever seen though, have you ever seen that TikTok? I think I showed it to you. That TikTok where it's like Marvel fans will wait through 20 minutes of credits for some man to show up on the screen and be like, I'm Bucky Chucky. And (laughs) (laughs) that's what, that's how Marvel movies read to me. I, it's not that I dislike the Easter eggs or the little details or anything. And I like the Marvel movies. It's just different. Also, Marvel movies are long. I don't have that kind of they attention span. They didn't used span. to be that long, but now they're, they're long. They're so, and it's not to be a hater. They're just so long for no reason. They're like four hours long, yeah, which is not but necessary. I love them. So after this whole story, I think Joseph is expecting her to leave. Mm-hmm. I think Joseph, I think this story, this monologue is the equivalent to the Peach Fuzz monologue with Aaron, where he basically says that he raped his wife and he's expecting sarah to freak out but she does the exact opposite she gets in the hot tub with him and gives him a massage Uh uh-huh she shows that she has 100 percent 
in it to win it. <laughs> I think at this point, Sarah either just truly does not believe him or maybe she's just as nuts as he is. I think it's both. I don't think I don't think Sarah wants to die or wants to kill anyone, mm-hmm. but I do think she maybe it like maybe is not all there because she is she truly she's just makes a weird some choices. Person. Yeah, she is a weird person. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But she says that she's going to go take a shower and we see the camera on I think a knife. And it's Joseph behind the camera talking while she's in the shower because we can hear the shower in the background. Mm-hmm. And he says that Sarah is awakening these feelings in him that he hasn't had in a while. And now he kind of wants to kill her. That's kind of the vibe that we're getting. And I think this is interesting because I, it makes me wonder if he really hasn't wanted to kill her all along and now all of a sudden he wants to. Or if this was the plan all along. Because we talked about this last movie. Mm -hmm. If there's a point where he just decides he's going to kill Aaron. Or if he really does think, yeah, we're going to be friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I think because of the wolf thing and how he said in the end of the last movie that wolves just love so much. They kill everything they love. He was in a rut of not really, like, caring about the people. Like, I don't think he cared so much about Dave. And now he didn't really care so much about Sarah. And now he's like having this emotional bond with her. And now maybe he's having that thought of like, I need to kill her. Uh, but Sarah scares Aaron. Yeah. Joseph. She scares him. And she does. Like he falls on the floor. He's <laughs> terrified. He's scared. He's like, oh, you really got me. Yeah. And she asks him how he feels. I don't remember what his response is, but uh, he, I think, like, at this point, Joseph is starting to have that relationship that he's been craving. Yeah. You know, he's finding someone that he can kind of, I don't know, I guess be himself around, but also we don't ever really, he's an unreliable narrator. We don't mm-hmm. know if he's actually telling the truth or not. Then, at some point, he says that, he says he never lies. He just mm. plays with facts, mm-hmm. which is such an odd way because, no, he, you just lie. He does. You just do just lie. lie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, she's interviewing him and kind of asking him questions, and now they're kind of buddies. They're, like, playing pool together, and they're hanging out, and they're having a good time, and she's asking him questions about his life and his past, and he's answering them, mm-hmm. honestly, as far as we know. And she's actually kind of getting some information out of him, which is interesting because whether it's a lie or not, this is the most we've ever seen Joseph talk about his life. He seems to be more open. Like, he seems to be more carefree and be, he's like, okay with being weird. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the first one, you can see he kind of tries to put on this, like, even though he's, like, really fucking weird in the first one, Mm -hmm. you can see he's still trying to, like, hold himself back because he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to scare Aaron away. But Mm -hmm. I think at this point he knows that, okay, I can be weird and Sarah's not going to run away. So he kind of just goes for it. Yeah. And there's several weird things that he does that I think is really funny. Well, the first one's not really that funny, but there's a shot of Sarah washing the dishes Mm -hmm. and he's just watching her and he comes up to her and she's just like, you know, it's kind of like a sweet moment. Mm -hmm. He's just, they're just, you know. (laughs) 
she asks what he's doing and he says i'm just watching a deer be a deer Mm -hmm. which kind of in that moment makes me think like he's gonna kill her like that is when he for sure is like i'm going to kill you yeah because it's just a deer being a deer and he thinks of himself as a wolf right and then we see Sarah pouring him a big old glass of wine, and you hear Joseph in the background saying, Mommy needs her juice. <laughs> and I just think that's so funny. Every word that comes out of his mouth is just delightful to me. Like, I, I want to be friends with the Joseph that says, Mommy needs her juice. Well, it's funny because... He does I, grabby hands yeah. and his, his big old glass of wine. Outside of the fact that he kills people and has desires to kill people he's he's kind of just a weirdo and we talked about this last time you meet weirdos every single day of your life Mm -hmm. you work with them they're in your family they're sometimes your friends it's not necessarily you see the parts of him where someone could be like yeah like this is fine and at this point i did say at this point i can't believe that sarah still doesn't believe him but if she truly doesn't you could see where she's just like yeah this is just a weird dude i'm hanging out with today Mm -hmm. but i think this conversation that they have next is when it he kind of gets you see him be a little more carefree about being weird and I think this is when he gets a little carried away with that and does too much too fast. And this is where Sarah starts to be like, oh, okay, uh-huh. like this isn't cool anymore. He calls Sarah out for lying about, because she never admits that she does a YouTube series called Encounter. Uh-huh. She says at the beginning that she is just, she, it was a wedding videographer. Uh-huh. So he calls her out for lying about that. He says, he says that he knows about enca- Encounters. He's watched it. And he also calls her out for hiding a knife, which she no longer has. He has it. And he once again reiterates that he never lies. And she doesn't, she still doesn't believe him. (laughs) Which at this point, I mean. Come on. Come on, Sarah. But he tells her. That he wants her to, to kill, kill him. him. And he, he says, goes, Woo, let's do it. <laughs> He's he so gets, excited he about this idea. Jazzed about this idea. And he suggests that she kill him with an axe. And he just lays down on the table, on the coffee table, and he is puts like, the peach fuzz mask on. Puts the peach fuzz mask on and is like, All right, let's go. And he's like, just, you just choke one up nice on it like a swing. bat. Mm-hmm. I just he's giving her it. instructions. Yeah. yeah. And I, my question is, do you think that he actually wanted her to kill him, or do you think he was calling her like he knew she wasn't going to do it? Um. Well, I think at the end of the movie. I mean, without hopefully spoiling anything at the end of the movie he alludes to the fact that he knew one of them was going to die that night yeah i'm not sure if he really cared who was who i think in his mind at this point he was still having a good time with a new friend and Mm. he was already planning on either killing or being killed so i i don't think he thought that sarah would actually do it but if she had i don't i mean he wouldn't have been like I mean, he, well, he, he would have been dead. He so would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. Sarah obviously doesn't kill him. 
He says, it's fine because I, ha- I have another idea. I have a great yeah. idea. He says, it's fine. I have another idea. I think the problem was that I was asking you too much, too soon, too fast. You, baby steps. <laughs> this way, you'll be a passive uh, spectator. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going to hang myself. And it just cuts to him, like, sitting on the, like, <laughs> like upstairs banister mm-hmm. with a noose around his neck. He's like, I'm going to hang myself. And as long as you just don't do anything, then I'll die. And you'll still be responsible for me dying. It's like a great win-win situation in his mind. He says it's great for a beginner. Yeah, it's a great for a beginner. Blah, 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 blah. And he just starts to hang himself. He just he just <laughs> he falls. Just falls. He just falls off the banister. Slides off the banister and he starts hanging himself. Sarah and Sarah, of course, out. freaks out, runs to help him. And she does. She successfully lifts him up and the gets rope him snaps, down. I think, right? Oh, the rope snaps, yeah. Uh, but she successfully helps him down. And then we see, we cut to the scene of Sarah very clearly upset. Putting, uh, putting, on, her, putting on her shoes. Getting ready to go. And Joseph's coming at her like, I've got, I've got another idea. Like, like, so and then he realizes that she's kind of mad. He's like, wait, where are you going? And he says this line. Do you know what line I'm going to say? Did I freak you out by hanging myself? <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost word for word the same in the first movie. Did I freak you out with my rape story? Mm-hmm. Almost the same cadence, the same tone, the <laughs> yeah. same wordage. And she is pissed. She's like, do you know how fucked up that was? The position you put me in? Yeah. And I didn't ask for this. Yeah. I didn't want to do this. And Joseph is very upset that he's upset Sarah. Yeah. And, and this is the moment he backtracks. Mm-hmm. He says, he pulls out a harness. He says... It was fake. I didn't actually hang myself. I wasn't dying. It was fake. I wouldn't have died. I'm not actually a serial killer. I've never murdered anyone. I'm just a pathological liar. And I saw encounters and I wanted to be friends with you, Sarah, because you're just so cool. And I wanted to give you a good episode of encounters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's better than this creepy, you know, serial killer person? And this gets her. She loosens up and mm-hmm. she kind of like makes a joke and they kind of laugh together and she's okay with it and she decides to stay. Then it cuts to them playing two lies and a truth. Mm-hmm. Which always throws me off because I'm used to two, th- two truths and a lie. Isn't well, I think that- it's because he's he said he's a pathological liar. Okay. So she, he'd rather do two lies and a truth. <laughs> I don't remember what the two... I bet I bet I can remember it's oh man he can hold his breath for two minutes he can hold his breath for two minutes he has never slept with a woman he's never kissed anyone he says he's never slept with a woman first off and then oh man what's the first one no, I can't I think don't of remember. it. I wish I had written them down. Uh, I got, yeah, so the the truth is that he's never slept with a woman, and then he further admits that he's actually never even kissed anyone. Mm-hmm. And he just says that that's just kind of how it worked. He was weird when he was younger. He never mm-hmm. really, it just never happened. He was him. in a hospital. He was in a hospital, problems, things mm-hmm. like that, and it just never happened uh, for anyone. And Sarah really just goes like balls deep. <laughs> in this whole scenario and she offers to kiss him mm-hmm. and he accepts and they kiss and this i think is the moment where joseph is like yes this is my new best friend this is my and i need to kill you yeah and like you are sparking this mm-hmm. you are pulling me out of this like 
ditch that I was in. Yeah. And he gives her the locket. This man and his heart lockets. And he, he just reuses it. <laughs> he, gives, he, gives he gives her, her a hand-me-down <laughs> locket. And it's just the locket with Aaron and Joseph in it. It's Aaron? Yeah, it's Aaron. It, he he goes, he says, sorry, I it still got a picture of who, uh, this other guy. This other guy. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to make one for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I just, I love. I, I just think that's delightful. And he has another surprise for her. He shows her that he has dug a grave. A he says, dug grave for the both of them. Uh-huh. Well, he says he dug it before she got there. And she did, he didn't know if it was going to be for her or for him. But now he knows it's going to be for both of them. And they're gonna they're gonna both stab themselves, and they're gonna die right like there Romeo in the grave, like Romeo and Juliet. And, and she goes to reach for her knife, and mm-hmm. this is actually when she realizes that this is the moment. This is he the moment. Took her knife. Yeah, and this is the moment that she realizes he was being truthful all along. Yeah. Because when he tells her that he's not a murderer, he's just a pathological liar. I think she believes him. Yeah. Yeah, I think she fully believes him. Mm-hmm. So this is the moment where she's like. Oh, shit. He's for real about to kill me. And Joseph goes fucking full in and stabs himself. Several times. Several times, which I think is very interesting because I don't think, I think he thinks Sarah's going to do it. Yeah. I don't think he would stab himself first. He's very trusting of Sarah. I don't think he would stab himself first if he didn't think that Sarah was going to do it. Mm Mm-mm. So that is very interesting to me because I think throughout both of these movies, Joseph's never really put himself in a position of vulnerability. Yeah. With Aaron, not Dave as far as we know, and not really Sarah so far. Mm -mm. But he fully goes in and he stabs himself first, which of course gives her a huge advantage because he is now injured. Sarah runs away. Mm Mm-hmm. She's hiding. He finds her. There's there's a fight. He stabs Sarah mm-hmm. multiple times. You don't mm-hmm. see it. She's hiding behind a tree and he finds her and mm-hmm. he tackles her and he stabs her multiple times. You hear it and you kind of see him like the pullback of the stabs and stuff. He drags her to the grave. Throws her in. And he, well, he pulls her in, I think, because he mm-hmm. goes in there with her. And you mm-hmm. think for a moment that he's going to stay in there with her. Mm-hmm. But he crawls out mm-hmm. and he does the dick move where he's he chickens out and he yeah. says that he doesn't want to die. He says, you mm-hmm. know what, Sarah, I you know, thought that tonight was the night that I was going to die. And turns out, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go die in that grave. Yeah. And I'm going to peace out of here. And he starts to go on this whole long rant about Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. And you see Sarah crawl out of the grave. Pick up that shovel and just fucking knock him right mm-hmm. upside the head. And run off. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to this scene where someone is following Sarah walking through Very the streets of a city with a camera. And she doesn't notice. She, uh, Which she doesn't notice. Um, she gets into the, like, what, the subway, I think. Yeah. Um, and she sits down and whoever she's, she's still wearing the heart locket is she really she's still you noticed the all locket. these things i didn't notice that yeah. so she's wearing the heart locket that joseph gave her yes at least i'm pretty sure that is 
something. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. And she's just kind of sitting there listening to music. Mm-hmm. The camera's zoomed in on her. And you hear the whistle. Mm-hmm. The Peach, Peach Buzz, Buzz song. song. And, and she makes eye contact with the camera. the camera, yeah. And then cut to black. Yep. That's group two. Yeah. Which I think in itself would be a pretty good ending to yeah i mean it leaves you wondering like what does he just kill her is the second one going to be about him trying to kill her i mean is the third one going to be about him trying to kill her the third one going to be a completely different person and we're never really going to know what happened is it just going to be left up to interpretation all these things when i was actually looking up stuff for this movie I saw that they are, they intended for creep the creep movies to be a trilogy, mm-hmm. but that Mark Duplass wanted to also thinks that they might do a prequel mm. movie. That would be cool. Where you kind of learn the origin of Joseph, like the reason why Joseph is the way that he is. That would be so. Very that would be pretty cool uh, if that ever did happen. So for you know Rotten Tomatoes and other like imdb and things like that creep 2 was rated better than creep 1 mm-hmm. and before you had said that you think you still think creep 1 is better do you do you still think that i mean and do you I think, think creep 2 is scarier than creep 1 that's a good question um i don't think creep 2 is scarier than creep 1 it just in my opinion i personally enjoy the first creep to the second creep but as far as which one is the better movie, I don't really know because I really do like the storyline of the second one and I think it's really well done. And again, I really like a lot of those little details, the Easter eggs. I like the, again, the dynamic between Sarah and Joseph. So just off of personal preference, if I'm going to watch one or the other, it's going to be the first one. But I yeah. like them both. Mm-hmm. I think they're both very good. I think the reason why Creep 2 is rated better is because Creep 2 is good as a standalone movie in itself. You don't have to watch the first Creep in order to mm-hmm. understand what's happening in the second Creep because in the yeah. beginning, Joseph kind of breaks down everything that already did happen. Right. Um, I do think it is a little bit more scarier in the sense that there's a little more violence in it. Just a very little bit, though. Yeah. And that's another thing that, again, I really like because, like we talked about last time, the first one does such a good job of being scary without using gore. This, this one, one has a little bit more. I mean, a little it's blood, more. Mm-hmm. but it's not, yeah, it's like, blood. gore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they're tied, in my opinion. I think they're yeah. tied. I, I like them both. Mm-hmm. I think if I were to watch Creep 1, I'd have to watch Creep 2. And if I wanted to watch Creep 2, I'd have to watch Creep 1 first. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so. I think I think we covered it all. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we didn't do this on the last one. But if you, because we're new, so please don't, <laughs> please don't hate us. But we do have an Instagram. If you want to follow us, it's at speakofthedevilpod. And on Twitter, at speakdevilpod. Uh, to, I don't know, we'll just post new episodes or, you know, maybe polls for what movies we should do next or 
Q and A's, things like that, depending on how many people listen. It might just be my mom still. Who knows? Or just for your mom to like, just leave for my mom. Comments, just maybe. another <laughs> thing for my mom to comment on. <laughs> she's probably not listening anymore. Anyways, she probably got ten minutes into the first one. She's like, I'm out. She's like, it's great, hun. Yeah, you did great. Oh yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think we're afraid of anything. Are you?